0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. I'm Carly McBride, Marketing Program Manager and your host for this week's episode. As always, make sure you're subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform so you catch all our latest releases right in your feed. March is Women's History Month, and we just celebrated International Women's Day on March 8th. In honor of the incredible women in our industry, today I'm thrilled to speak with two female entrepreneurs in the food service space. Joining me is Samantha Slager and Camilla Opperman, the co-founders of Nimbus, a membership-based shared kitchen in the Lower East Side of Manhattan. We're seeing a growing trend of ghost kitchens within the restaurant industry. We're looking forward to hearing more about how you've brought the concept of a commissary and ghost kitchen to life, what brought you to the food service industry, and what your plans are for next steps and business growth. Samantha and Camilla, thanks so much for joining us today. Let's get started. So let's start off with some quick introductions. Uh, Tell us a bit about yourselves and how you decided to start a business in food service. So Camilla, let's start with you.
1: Well, firstly, thank you so much for having us on today. We're really excited to be speaking with you. Um, my first foray into the hospitality industry was in college. I ran a late-night snack shack for three years, really loved that experience. You know, I was doing everything from menu creation to ingredient procurement to actually cooking on the line, serving the food. Incredible experience. I absolutely loved it. But you know, after graduation, I went a completely different route and worked in supply chain operations. I was doing that for a few years, um, realized that, you know, my passion was actually in food, and I decided I wanted to pivot back to the hospitality industry and launch my own food concept. Um, I'm based in Manhattan, and I was looking far and wide for a kitchen home for me to actually, you know, produce my food out of before selling it to consumers. Um, I looked into renting a restaurant that's incredibly expensive in a place like Manhattan, uh, so quickly rolled that out. I explored operating out of a ghost kitchen. At the time, um, there were no ghost kitchen operators in New York City. And the ones that I did speak to in other markets were still quite expensive. They were taking a percentage of sales. I didn't really feel like that really worked for me. I explored working out of a shared commercial kitchen. You know, The ones I did look at were, from a business model perspective, they made a lot of sense, but just from like a location standpoint, they were really remote. They were really hard for me to get to. I didn't really feel like any of the kitchen solutions were particularly viable for me to be launching this concept. So after months of searching, I decided to you know, completely scrap the idea of starting a food concept and instead go after this problem itself and launch a new kind of shared kitchen. I was very, very lucky to be introduced to Sam. Um, I guess it's been almost two years ago. I was looking for help on kind of marketing and branding, that's really not my expertise and Through the Grapevine was introduced to Sam, we got kind of a brainstorming coffee, uh, really just kind of wanted to bounce some ideas off of her and it ended up with us being co-founders in Nimbus, so I will let her introduce herself as well.
2: Yeah, hi everyone, i super excited to join and thank you for the introduction Camilla. I. You know did meet with Camilla and I was frankly blown away by not only her but also the idea of Nimbus. My background is frankly very different than Camilla's and also it's not hospitality related. I was in fashion and started my own marketing consulting firm helping businesses that didn't have internal marketing teams start and launch their companies and At the time I met Camilla, I could never imagine, you know, being in a kitchen every day cleaning grease traps, but (laughs) it has been such an incredible experience. And what really intrigued me about the idea of Nimbus was, you know, as a consumer of delivery foods, I frankly had no idea that half the time I was ordering from, you know, a, a restaurant, I wasn't actually ordering from a restaurant. I was ordering from one of these off-premise dark kitchens that, you know, I would never interact with. And I felt, you know, we needed to bring these dark kitchens to light and I felt there was a huge opportunity for the end consumer to have that interaction with where their food is coming from. So that's kind of where we collaborated and came up with this third leg of our business which is, you know, all of our locations will have this consumer front of house space that as you know someone who wants to pick up food you know you can see where your food is coming from you know and trust that like it's coming from a safe place which is nimbus so really excited we got right to work on on creating this brand and business and uh it was off through the races from there
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you both for your introductions. And it's really interesting to hear where you came from and how you ended up where you are now. So fast forwarding to Nimbus, it's launched. Let's frame up this conversation for our listeners. Tell me a little bit more about it. What is it and how does it work?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So at a very high level, Nimbus builds and operates premium commercial kitchens that we've run out to food businesses on a flexible basis. We have one location right now but we do plan on having a national operating footprint around the country. Our model, which we really think takes the best aspects of ghost kitchens, of shared commissary kitchens and of restaurants has three key components. The first is that we have dedicated licensed kitchen rooms that we rent out to food businesses on an annual basis. So specifically for their delivery operations. So we build everything out in these kitchens except the underhood equipment. The restaurant installs their own equipment under the hood and then brings in their own teams to do the cooking. Nimbus then supports these businesses by, you know, handling delivery dispatch logistics, supporting their kitchen operations through regular kitchen sanitization, pest control, ansel inspections, hood cleanings, all the nitty gritty stuff that goes into running a kitchen that's probably less fun for chefs. This part of our business is really what is, is closest to what most people think of when they hear the term ghost kitchen. We're really, you know, about driving delivery operation efficiencies. The second component of our business is that commissary kitchen model. So, we have shared licensed kitchen stations that we rent out to food businesses um, on an hourly or a daily basis. Those kitchen stations are fully built out and turnkey. So, a business can come in and all they have to worry about is the actual cooking. They're not installing any equipment or anything like that. We clean and sanitize each station after their use. Uh, We do the equipment maintenance. We handle delivery receiving. So, our business is don't have to be on site, you know, when U.S. food comes or Baldur comes and is delivering ingredients, the whole nine, we do everything um, except the actual cooking. That model is really a great solution for some of our smaller food businesses, people who are just starting out, people who are scaling but don't necessarily need kitchen space 24-7. And the third piece of our business, which which Sam spoke to earlier, is, is something that we really feel uh, sets us apart. It's that front of house space designed specifically as an interface between our members, our restaurant partners, and the broader community. Um, I think when you think about hospitality as an industry, and, and really what it, what's at its core is community. It's the ability to sit around a dinner table, interact with friends, talk with the chef, engage with people in the restaurant sitting next to you. And you know that's completely lost in other off-premise kitchens or ghost kitchens. We specifically designed a front of house space with an area that you can host cooking classes or dinner parties, uh, tastings. We have a studio kitchen up there where our members can actually produce content for their marketing materials you know, I I think in a post-COVID world, this space is going to become even more important as as a way to engage with one another and to engage with the community at large.
0: Fantastic. Um, I know that your members kind of develop a little community um, within Nimbus. So related to that and and other areas of their benefit, um, how do your members really benefit from this shared kitchen space?
2: Totally. Like Camilla said, community is huge, especially, you know, that's the core ethos of hospitality and the chef community and culinary community is all very close knit and they want to be in an environment that they can be inspired by. So we've created an environment that people are excited to work in. There's natural light and it's extremely clean and you have your own equipment that you're not fighting over the oven for. We believe that all of our members that are part of our community, because they value those things, we're creating this really special space that is cultivating new creativity and people are, you know, bouncing ideas off. Of. We've already had so many members like start to collaborate, which has been really exciting to see also, you know, the community around us the actual physical space had been completely closed off and covered all the windows for the past i think five years and there was a moment when camilla and i were in the space and we had just kind of done the unveiling and one of the tenants from the apartment above like stopped in and knocked on our door and was so excited because like couldn't wait to have something in this space and that whole part of the street kind of opened up and we felt the community around engage with that, you know. On top of the benefits of of just that intangible community, you know, we offer labor support. Restaurants are able to scale at a really smart way. Whether they're you know restaurant that needs overflow for recipe testing or catering, uh, we really support all of those businesses and make sure that they're operating at the most efficient way possible.
0: Wonderful. Uh, Well, the pink elephant in the room is that 2020 was a really tough year for restaurants um, with the COVID-19 pandemic. Really tough for restaurants and the whole hospitality industry. Um, So what made you want to enter this field at this time?
1: It's a great question. We we definitely get it a lot. Interestingly, we started Nimbus pre-pandemic You know, almost a year before COVID hit, we had kind of come up with this concept and we were working on it because we really recognized that there was a massive need for affordable licensed kitchen space that's set up specifically for off-premise dining. You know, I think with COVID, obviously the need for this kind of space has proven more necessary than ever. This industry has been hit really hard. Rents are prohibitively expensive for food businesses. People are really scared to sign you know, 10, 15 year leases on spaces because they don't know what's gonna happen in six months from now. So why would they go ahead and sign kind of dedicated space? So we really see ourselves as an amazing stopgap for them there. I think also with COVID, we saw pre-pandemic people moving towards off-premise dining. So whether that's delivery or catering or food halls or food markets or any of these other uh, ways of eating that aren't on site, we saw a, a massive shift towards that already. COVID has obviously accelerated those trends, but, you know, the infrastructure, uh, the traditional restaurant infrastructure is just not well suited to serve that kind of dining. And so because we've created this space that's made specifically for delivery operations, where we have a dedicated area for delivery dispatch, where, you know, we have a team that stands and helps facilitate the handoff between the restaurant operators and, you know, the drivers, that, that has proven really important. So the, the the long of the short of it is, you know, we came up with this pre, pre-COVID, but COVID has definitely been, you know, as, as kind of shown to us why this is so important.
0: Great. So when I was preparing for this interview, uh, you were kind enough to connect me with one of your members, uh, Lisa Dorvalis. Uh So I'm, I'm planning to speak with Lisa as part of this episode, um, and we're super excited to hear her story. But can you tell us how you feel you and Nimbus Kitchens have played a role in her and other members' success stories?
2: Besides eating all of her amazing pastries and being always available as test buddies, uh, no, we feel really lucky to have members like Lisa in our space. We're happy that they've had the vote of confidence in us. And, and to approach elephants in the room, I always like to say, we are not the only you know, partners in this business we've been really lucky to find and hire our like third leg, Sebastian, who has run commissaries. He's a food entrepreneur himself. And you know he's taught us so much just about all of the licensing and requirements and what it takes to really start a business uh, in food. So I think he's a huge asset that I just wanted to mention and someone that's helped uh, a lot of these food businesses that are just starting out, even the existing ones, to field questions and the day-to-day intricacies of the food world, so that's one huge key. Um, I think the hospitality industry, females, as females ourselves, and we're talking about you know Women's History Month. It's interesting that you know less than ten percent of the industry at a high level, or executive level, are females. So, ironically, over sixty percent of our members are female-founded companies. So, we. Find that to be a really cool kind of kismet thing uh, about Nimbus that we've helped and are helping you know these female-founded food businesses start. It's really hard and really expensive to start a business, especially in New York City. So, you know, we we feel like if we can help boost these people in a slight way to smartly scale their companies, you know, it only benefits us to the end if you know, our members are as successful as we feel like they will be.
0: Great. So looking ahead, what can we expect to see from Nimbus uh, this year in 2021? Yeah,
1: so at this location in the Lower East Side, we have some really, really exciting new food concepts coming online in the next couple of months. Um, You know, some of them had to close their brick and mortars due to COVID. uh, So we're really excited to help get them back on their feet, be on the lookout for some really fun brands coming out of our space. I can't say their names now, but in the next couple of months, there'll be some exciting announcements there. We're also rolling out more operational support for our members here at this location, helping them with, you know, as Sam said, ingredient procurement, uh, labor support, et cetera. As we look down the line to kind of later this year, you know, Q3, Q4, we are opening two new locations, at least one in downtown Brooklyn, one in the Upper West Side. We're also actively exploring doing seasonal pop-ups in kind of some of these high traffic summer areas or winter locations. So uh, be on the lookout for some fun news there as well.
0: Excellent. Well, I'm excited to follow you ladies a little bit closer um, and see all the amazing things that you do. So for our listeners, where can they find you online and how can they learn more about your business?
2: Yeah, check out our website, of course, www.nibiskitchen.com. Follow us on Instagram if you want some exciting food content, uh, at Nimbus Kitchen, and honestly pop by 196 Stanton, order from some of our amazing members, you know, on any of the delivery platforms or, you know, feel free to reach out, give me a call.
0: Very good. We hope they do give you a call. (laughs) Well, ladies, thank you so much for your time today. It's been really awesome hearing about your company and we're excited to see you grow and thrive. Um, so thanks for taking the time to chat with us.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. This was really fun. Thank you.
3: Give your customers what they want. Assurance that your restaurant is carefully following the recommended reopening guidance. With a ServeSafe Dining commitment at servesafecommit.org. In four easy steps, you can give your customers dining peace of mind when you make the ServeSafe dining commitment. You'll receive a decal, digital marketing kit, and big discounts on ServeSafe products. Learn more at servesafecommit.org. That's S E R V S A F E, commit.org.
0: Now, to tell the full story of a business's success story, we wanted to speak directly with one of Nimbus Kitchen's members. Joining me now is Lisa Dorvalis from Cado Patisserie. It's Haitian Creole for gift and pastry, respectively. It's their goal to have every customer feeling gifted after trying their desserts. Cado was started in March 2020, just before the COVID 19 pandemic brought New York to a screeching halt. Lisa hasn't missed a beat and was able to pick up where she left off one year later with her launch at Nimbus. Cado Patisserie is an emerging small business born in the COVID-19 era. As we mentioned, Lisa has seen great success running her business through Nimbus Kitchen. Lisa, we're excited to hear more about you and your business and how Nimbus has played a role. So thank you so much for joining us today, and let's get started. To start us off, uh, tell us a bit about yourself and a brief introduction to your business.
4: First of all, thank you for having me. so I was born in Miami, Florida, and I've actually been in New York for about 10 years. Um, I went to culinary school and then I switched over to pastry after externing. Um, so Cado has been really the culmination of my years experience doing both culinary and pastry. It's been a long time coming and it was just so ironic when I finally, you know, decided to you know, launch it that unfortunately COVID hit and you know, everything had to really just be put on pause. So it's been really exciting to be able to jump right into it, especially at the beginning of the new year. So yeah, we are a specialty dessert company. We offer online ordering and uh, we're just really excited to show New York City like what we're all about.
0: That's wonderful. So you said that you went to culinary school. Have you always worked in the food service space? Is it something you've always wanted to do?
4: No, no. I, Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have a business background and I know, knew that I always, I don't know, kind of like in college, I felt like I always wanted to own a restaurant or a cafe, but I said to myself, like, how am I going to really do that if I don't know the ins and outs of a kitchen? So I decided to go to school and um, I worked like fast food all the way up to like upscale country clubs, even fast paced New York City restaurants. So it's like I'm really comfortable in the food space environment. And um, I knew exactly what I was looking for when I wanted to find a place for
0: Cado. So Nimbus has been really, really like such a goldmine. That's wonderful. Um, Well, that's the direction I was going to take this conversation next. Um, Tell me about how you found Nimbus and what benefits has it provided to you as a member?
4: So I started uh, scouring the city looking for shared kitchens. And it's something that's, I want to say it's really popular because every time I would go and look for one, they'd always be too full or it was just really hard. And um, honestly, like when I would go to them, they seemed really busy, really uh, packed. So it made me a little bit concerned on how I would be able to launch my business in there, you know, um, with so many businesses already rocking. So I was able to find them through just regular research. And they're awesome. They yes. kept in touch with me even, yeah, during even <laughs> when um, you know, they had to pause on construction, they kept in contact with me the whole time throughout. And even to this day, like they, if I have a question about anything, they're just really, really great people. And they really make the process of working in a kitchen so much easier because it's it's tough stuff. You know, when you have a good, when you have a good foundation, it, it just makes everything so much smoother.
0: Yep. Understandable. So how have you seen your business grow in your time with Nimbus?
4: Oh my God. Like just immediately because of their location, because I'm, um, I'm based out of the Bronx. So my kitchen, um, the Nimbus kitchen is on the lower East side. They're like really in the middle of everything. Like we have Essex market around the corner. It's like right there in the city. And I've been able to connect with so many local businesses and have had customers able to come up and pick up desserts and i i'm just able to reach you know so much more consumers and clientele that would appreciate the type of desserts that i'm producing out of my kitchen so um i'm just really excited i'm just really like fortunate that i was able to find them and become a founding member because i really feel like i'm a part of something great
0: that's wonderful well lisa i have personally already checked out uh, your instagram page and seen your incredible oh. desserts that have made Thank my mouth so water much. and they, they look amazing. <laughs> so where can our listeners, uh, we'll put your Instagram in the show notes and oh, where can our listeners learn more um, about your company and your business?
4: Aside from Instagram, which is a really great place. Um, you can um, check out my website. It's just coddle online, And you can see um, information about the menu. You can see um, how to order and when you can pick up. You can even send me an email um, if you want to get in contact with me. But yeah, those are the best bets, Instagram or my website.
0: Okay, perfect. And we will link those in the show notes so that we uh, are certain that our listeners get the correct spelling for everything. And Lisa, that's all the questions I had for you. Is there anything else that you want our listeners to know today?
4: Uh, no, just that um, cattle pastry is just emerging business right now. And we're just really excited for you to taste our stuff and give us a try. You won't be
0: disappointed. Very good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us
3: today and have an awesome day. Give your customers what they want. Assurance that your restaurant is carefully following the recommended reopening guidance. With the Serve Safe Dining Commitment at servesafecommit.org, in four easy steps, you can give your customers dining peace of mind when you make the Serve Safe Dining Commitment. You'll receive a decal, digital marketing kit, and big discounts on Serve Safe products. Learn more at surfsafecommit.org. That's S-E-R-V-S-A-F-E commit.org. Thanks so much for listening to
0: Order Up, the podcast from the National Restaurant Association. Follow us on your favorite podcast player and find out more at restaurant.org slash podcasts. Episode produced by Dante32.